Welcome to Black Hills Influence Podcast. I am Chris along with Brian, and today we are going to talk about self-awareness. Now, if you don't know what self-awareness is, today's a good day to learn. Well, I think if you don't know what self-awareness is, you have... You're part of the problem. You're a part of the problem. So, I mean, self-awareness as a whole, right, is is one of two different things. I think there's a self-awareness based on what you know of yourself yourself from an internal perspective but then also there's like an external self-awareness meaning i am aware of how other people perceive me Mm -hmm. if that makes sense from an outwardly view right so a couple points here we want to talk about today but most of most importantly how how your self-awareness impacts you as a leader and how it can having high self-awareness either internal self-awareness or external self-awareness actually makes you a better leader and just being able to move forward in your career, in your life, whatever the case may be, to increase your influence. Right. So, you know, one of the most common barriers to internal self-awareness, that's how you see yourself, is usually, you know, like just the speed and stress of life. And especially for leaders, you're putting out fires, you're solving problems, you're being pulled in a million different ways, whether that's, like I said, you're a leader or you know, as a father or a team person, like anything like that, any sort of responsibility and leadership, you're being pulled in a thousand different ways. And how you conduct yourself handling some of those things can change and have a butterfly effect on everything else that you do. So if you just have the mindset of putting out fires and you change your decision making based on this fire here, this fire here, this mess here, whatever, you're deterring from your values. You're deterring from your vision or even the company's vision. And that's something that can be a very dangerous slope. I found a study uh, that was actually kind of interesting. And basically what they did is they took a poll of people on LinkedIn asking, uh, identify which type of self-awareness they pay the most attention to. Um, Interesting. I'll read this here. The results overwhelmingly favored internal self-awareness at 70% versus 30% reporting more focus on external self-awareness. And what and that was surprising to me because I feel like a lot of people put a lot of time into how other people perceive them, meaning whether it be makeup, how they dress, what they drive, you know, from a self-awareness perspective, they were more concerned about how they looked from the outside versus in. That's very interesting. But the issue is, at the end of the survey, they talked about the team found that 85% of us are more unself-aware than we realize. So it's clear that both development and balance are in order for most, whether we want to admit it or not. You know, and there's a couple exercises that you can find out how aware you or your teammates or your spouse or whatever is. The first of six strategies that Brian and I came up with to improve our self-awareness, consider your values. Ask yourself this, what are your top two values? Remember, that is your top two values, regardless of your position or your role in life, as a father, as a husband, as an employee or an employer, whatever, those are your values and you stick with those and and most simply defined your values represent what's most important to you 
And the proof lies in your behaviors rather than in what you say. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll go back to a previous point you just made, which is super interesting to think about. When you ask somebody, you know, what are your, what's your kind of top two or three values? Let's say you're in a job interview. Sure. A lot of people that I've had this similar conversation with say, well, are you talking about at work or at home? Mm-hmm. And it's, well, that why are they you sh- changing? They shouldn't be different. You know what I mean? Your value, right. like you said, your values are your values. So why is it different between work and home? And I think that's where people lose from a self-awareness perspective, lose their cool based on which door they walk into. Right. It's all smoke and mirrors, essentially. Like you go into here, you're this person. Correct. But if you go into the next door, you're that person. Yeah. Versus I'm me. I'm Chris. Yeah. I walk in the door and I'm still going to be Chris, but I'm not going to be Chris is the chameleon to whatever I need to be doing for the job. I'll liken it to an experience that I've had where I had a conversation with a former boss of mine, former leader of mine, and they were totally different at home than they were at work. And I'll give you the example how. At home, 100% kid-driven, friendly, make sure your activities, keeping you straight A's, you know, keeping you on the straight and narrow, right. but being very empathetic, being very friendly, you know what I mean, a, a a loving husband and father, right? Let's say. And this is outside the workplace? This is outside the workplace. Okay. In the workplace, hard ass. No empathy, no bull crap. But No nonsense. No nonsense. But the question is, where is the disconnect between work and home? Is it, is it a, a drive for money? Because your money comes from your work? Are you, a, are you a hard ass at work to your employees because you love the money that comes with it more than you might love your employees? That makes sense. I don't know where the disconnect was or is. doesn't matter. Right. But your values should be your values, whether you're at work, you're at home, you're on a vacation. Your right. values no, are your No values. wonder that guy's stressed and a hard ass. It's so hard to balance that. Yeah. You know, it's... It's hard to say. I can see that yeah. in a lot of people because they wear a face at work. They wear Correct. they wear a different mask at home, right? But you need to be able to balance that. And it's so much easier if you were just yourself instead of trying to get a different perception of yourself out to other people. You know what I mean? Like well, I, I if just you just say, know. this is me. Yeah. Some days are going to be good. Some days are going to be bad. But don't be like complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Well, you got to be not a good you got to be self-aware and honest with who you actually are. Right. You got to know who you are before you can actually go out there and say, "Hey, this is who I am." Yep. Now, Chris and I kind of went through kind of six different strategies like we talked about, Chris, going back, consider your values as one of those kind of first six. Second is to actually work on this stuff. I mean, it sounds super <laughs> simple, but we wrote in our notes here, develop a daily self-awareness habit, meaning and I ask myself all the time, we talked about this with our New Year's goals, right. with reading, becoming a better person. How can I become slightly smarter or more self-aware today or every day or every week or whatever the case may be? Right. And not just think about that, but manifest that a little bit. If you say, how can I become smarter? Well, yeah, read a book. Or I think about reading a book. How about you just read the damn book? Yeah. And that's how you're going to do it. And you do those little tweaks every day. And that's going to make you that much better. But if you keep improving yourself, that's going to be the big game there. Um, I went back through another article that I've read in the past, and it took me a while to find it. But it talked about three questions that you can ask yourself at the end of every day to kind of reflect on 
sure. what happened that day to make yourself more self-aware. Like a review? Like a review of the day, right? When mm. Some people do journaling at the end of the day, and they look at it the next morning. They write down tasks of what to do the next day, et cetera, et cetera. Do you, do you write, write in a journal? No. Why not? But I do a nightly, here's my to-do list for the next day with a little reminder. Okay, so you do bottom. a little bit of prep for the next day. Correct. Okay. Because if you don't have a plan going into your day, then what are you doing? And, and Sorry, this is a sidebar, but yeah. do you have... Like a recap, let, let's say a month later or the month end. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. We're, we're into a new month. Yep. You can evaluate what went well in February. What didn't go so well? Yes. What can I work on to do better? Yes. I think that is so huge for not only just a business standpoint, but for personal growth. You can mark down how many times you go run a mile or do these types of things that are supposed to make you feel better and be better. I read... X amount of pages of my book every day or whatever. Like, I think if you have record of that, that kind of leaves you more accountable. And that way you can stay on top of it unless you have a good support system that watches that with you that they can be like, hey, you should be reading your book right now. Or yeah, they keep you accountable. Hey, you need to go run your mile or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever the goal is for the end of the month, the end of the year, whatever the case may be. In the car business, I met a guy, he was at the, the dealership for 20 plus years, and he wrote down all his contacts and everything over the last 20 years. He still has all those books, okay? And he talks about like, what went well on this deal? What could have been better on this deal? And he improved over and over and over and over. And I thought that was just so cool that he still has all those records. And then someday when he wants to reflect or whatever, he can be like, I learned this skill five years ago or whatever. Like, it's kind of like a fun... I made some progress. Well, that that kind of wisdom, that kind of wisdom comes with time and effort. Right. You know, he wouldn't have any of that if he wouldn't have taken the effort on a small scale every single every day, day, every single month, whatever, to be able to reflect back on that five years, 10 years, 20 years later. Yeah. Right. So cool. So that's what I'm talking about here. If you can take two minutes a day, we have 24 hours in a day. I don't want to hear any excuses. You don't have any damn time. Take two minutes a night before you go to bed. And ask yourself these three questions. What went well today? What didn't go so well today? And what can I do to be smarter tomorrow? Don't make the same mistakes twice or another day. What's the quote? If you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again every day and expect a different result. You're insane. Yeah, it's chaos. Yep. So don't play into the chaos, people. Try Try to better yourself, whether it's, in a routine that you do or write some notes down something just even just the slightest tweak if you do that every day you compound that over a year that is huge growth huge and all we're trying to do in this example is be more self-aware right so anything you do today theoretically is going to make you more self-aware than you were yesterday right yes so the last part here we'll talk about this and then we'll go to the next point is a common pitfall that I've seen in friends of mine when it comes to self-awareness, hey, these are my goals, here's where I'm trying to go, I'm trying to work on this as a person, whatever, is they overthink it. You don't have to overthink self-awareness. If you just ask yourself like those three questions, right. what went well today, what didn't go so well today, and what can I do to be smarter tomorrow? And you can, you can sub out the word smarter for anything. What can I do to be more self-aware tomorrow? What can I do to be more fit tomorrow? What can I do to eat better tomorrow right don't overthink any of this it's two minutes a day it's not that big of a deal another strategy is to change your why self-reflection to a what now what that means is not saying why am i doing this but say what are you doing to make this better what are you doing to improve 
Change your why to a what, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, moving on from that second strategy of, you know, kind of self-reflecting at the end of the day is concentrating on what instead of why. Meaning, a lot of people that I know that are not very self-aware, that are down on their luck, quote unquote, is they concentrate too much on what they could do about their situation rather than continuing to rehash why things happened in the past. When you make that switch from why to what, things tend to go a lot better. Because when you're asking yourself, why did this happen to me, to our family, to my business, whatever, you're dwelling on the past, in my opinion, versus what can I do to bring my business back? What can I do to move forward? To move forward. And that's the third point. That's a big one. Change your why, self-reflection questions, to what questions, to move from introspection to action. Meaning, start asking yourself, what can I do to move forward versus why did this happen to me to put me in the spot where I am? Right. And part of that building self, external self-awareness, I'll say, is sometimes the more power that you hold, the less self-aware or average that you're going to be. Now, that comes from some of these polls and research because you're not reflect you're steering the ship okay you're not wondering about what's going on on the smaller or local level you're worried about the big picture and you're not seeing some of that what well, bas- right. basically it just means that when we're successful we start to make certain assumptions about who we are what we've done This worked for me in the past, so I know it's going to keep working moving forward. Well, that's a dangerous game to play. Don't, yeah, don't fix it if it ain't broke type thing. Yeah, which I understand the mentality of that, right? But the problem is you lose a lot of the self-awareness of both what's going on inside of you, but also how other people see you when all you're doing is the same thing over and over again. And possibly with, we'll say the drunkenness of your success, right, might skew your reality, because you're saying it's your own, not what the actual reality of the world around you is. So that's something to consider that just because it works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. Correct. Well, if we go off of that, uh, I'll say power, right? Right. Drunkenness, like you said, which I love, is, and this is the next point, is asking for feedback. When some people get that powerful, they lose a little bit of that self-awareness because they stop asking for feedback from peers. Right, because they're writing the high of, I am successful. Yeah, I am killing it. I am successful. Why would I need feedback? Yeah, why would I ask somebody for their opinion when their opinion didn't get me this far? Sure. Right? Yep. Uh, you know, and The more power you have, the more career limiting it is for people to tell you the truth. Meaning, I'm number one at the company. If I go to number seven and ask him or her for feedback on how I'm doing, they are less likely to tell me the truth simply because... You have that much power. I have that much power, right? Because they're going to say, they won't tell you the bad stuff. Right. Well, and a fear of retaliation, right? Or any sort of repercussion because they don't want to tell you maybe a harsh truth to to shift your perception of that, right? And you don't want to get knocked down a peg, so... People don't want to make people feel bad. Let's let's be honest. That's a human thing. We don't. We want to lift each other up. We want to help each other out. We don't want to knock them down a peg. Joking, unless we disagree with them politically. <laughs> um, but if you, if you're number seven, we'll say, like in your example, yeah. it's hard to go to number one and say, "Hey, what if you think about this?" 
instead of maybe you should try this different than what you're doing. Because that's a that's a big open conversation that you need to have. Yeah, it, I mean, if if you let's say you're number seven, that's going to be tough, right? As as you listening today, you know, we're in your headphones right now, and you're number seven, and you know that number one at the company is screwing something up, that makes it very hard to approach that number one to give them the honest feedback. Right, and say, we need we need to have a course correction here, boss. Yeah. And, and they'll be like, screw you, I'm the boss. That's the point, right? Right. The boss you, is yeah. very not self-aware in regards to how he or she is doing. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, number seven, you listening at home might be very in tune with what's actually going wrong because you have to clean it up. Right, and if, and if you are self-aware... You're going to be that person that goes, I value your feedback. Let's talk about this and have a conversation and move forward. Yeah. And, you know, from a leadership position too, and I've, I mean, I've felt this owning my own business right now. I'll read this little chunk here. Ask for feedback. Some worry doing so will make others think that they're just seeking approval, right? I just want a pat on the back or that they're actually weak and they don't know what they're doing. So there's like two sides to that. They're just looking for the attaboy. Or you might think as the person asking for feedback, you know, sub out the word feedback with help, that the person you're asking is going to say, why are you asking me for help? This is your job. Do you not know what you're doing? Right. You know, so there's two sides to that coin, but it moves into the next point. Leaders and people who ask for critical feedback are socially rewarded by their direct reports, by their peers and their bosses, but also even more importantly, in some cases by their customers. If you're the maker of a product, right? You own a restaurant, let's say. Sure. And you go out to the tables once a week, talk to your customers. Hey, how were how was the pot roast tonight? How were the tacos? How's we changed the recipe in the waffle, right? What'd you think? It's quite a restaurant, Brian. They got a lot well, going, let's keep on. going. You know, they got a lot going on. But listen, if you go out and talk to your customers and get feedback directly from those customers, that's huge. It's amazing. But I know a lot of chefs, a lot of those that are too proud of the food that they make mm-hmm. to go ask because they think slash they know that it's a superior product to anything that's ever been made in this city. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter if, to the if, consumer. If the consumer says it sucks, and it sucks. Right. Because the consumer is the one that's going to drive your price up or down. It's going to drive your price up, keep it stable, or close your or, business. Or let's, let's, let's not even put it at a price point. Your consumer is going to determine your value. Exactly. They determine your value. So if your value is down because you don't ask for that feedback or you don't take that feedback and improve upon it, that is very dangerous to your business. That is very dangerous to your teams. That's very dangerous even to your relationship whether it's your friends or your family or your or your spouse. Yeah. If you don't take that feedback and try to fix that, you're going down a very dangerous slope and that can change everything. And if you have zero value, if your value is zero, you have nothing to bring to the table. And that is a very sad moment. I'm not saying that somebody out there is invaluable as a human. Not saying no, that. Not but from all. a professional perspective, a family unit perspective, a leadership and influence perspective, we can go back to all these points. If you are not aware of who you actually are, you don't respect who you actually are, you're not actively trying to be a better person, and you're not actively looking for feedback, who the hell are you anyway? And that just woke me up. It really did. And, I, and I'm not one of those 
I'm woke now. But if you got to really think about that, look in the mirror when you wash your face. And I hope that you do that every day. Wash your face and look at yourself. Just look straight into your own eyes and try to look deep into your soul and be like, who am I? And what do you value in this life? Because life is too damn short to be a million different things. Be you, be happy, be humble with that and own it. Well, and you led us to the last point that we had. Oh, Improve your humility. You got to make it safer for others to provide you with honest feedback. How can I minimize the power gradient effect of my leadership? You go through all these steps and you realize that you're not being the best person you can be. You're not being the best boss you can be. You're not being the best spouse you can be. I think marriage issues all trickle down to this too. If you're not humble enough to admit that you're not being as good as you can be, if you're not humble enough to admit that you are having two different values at work versus at home, if you're not humble enough to admit that you can be better, you got to start there. It all starts with you in the mirror. It really does. Or maybe not even the mirror. But your own self-reflection and your own self-perception, because your perception of yourself can completely be different from somebody else's perception of you because you're wearing so many different masks. Oh, yeah. We, we deal with this. Chris and I deal with this all, all the, the time. time. It's really weird to hear your own voice in a podcast. It's terrible. It's so strange because you're, the, the voice that you hear inside your own head is totally different than what people actually hear. I actually sound a lot cooler in my head. You're, yeah, me too, right? <laughs> I mean... I've struggled with this from with like a self-image issue. Mm -hmm. You're more critical of yourself than other people are of you. Absolutely. Right? Like, oh, my face is ugly or whatever. Like, I don't look good. Speak for yourself. I don't look good in a swimsuit taking my boys to swimming lessons. Right. But from another person's perspective, it's a regular dad bod and nobody cares. Right? Right. So I got to be more self-aware to know that it's not that big of a deal, even though I'm very hard on myself about it. Mm -hmm. I got to be more self-aware to know that if I'm not putting in work of learning new things, learning new leadership styles, learning new scenarios and how to get through them as a business owner, I'm not getting better as a business owner, right? It, you can right. you could slice self-awareness whichever way you want to slice it, but you got to start by being humble enough, in my opinion, to know that you can be better. Mm -hmm. The final point or the final strategy that we want, want people to look at is the most important thing that you can do is to make sure the feedback that you're getting are coming from the right people. Call them loving critics, for instance. That way they can give you the real truth, their perception of what you are, what you're doing without any sort of consequences. So like pick a few friends that you are completely open with in that regard and that you hold each other accountable and just have them be open and honest with you without having any sort of repercussion because they're trying to make you better, right? So if you're in that circle, repay them the favor too. I have two or three friends of mine that both own businesses. Uh, two friends of mine that both own businesses and one that sits here with me today that I will come to things with that I'm struggling with in business. Sure. And ask like, hey, give me your straight opinion on this because I'm I'm one way or the other and I just want to run this off of somebody else, right? Right. But uh, one of them specifically, I have a group of friends with them. I wouldn't take 95% of these questions that I have for him to the other friends because they're just not in... I'm not going to say they're not invested. Sure. But they don't... I'm not, And I don't want to say they don't get it, but they don't get it. They're not playing the same game you are. Correct. They're not in the same circle. Correct. If that Same makes sense. circle, but different circumstances, maybe. Right. To where... You're in the stadium, but not on the field. Correct. 
business owner knows where I want to go. I know where he's at. You know, from a from a logistical standpoint, right. there are certain people that you need to find, like Chris was saying, that can be critical of you, but you got to trust them because there's a huge trust factor there. Right. Why does the president have a cabinet versus just... The president. I'm the Absolutely. president. That's a great point. You know, you got to have your kind of circle of advisors. I've talked about it before, too, to where show me your five best friends and I'll show you the next five years of your life. The same, I've heard other people say, show me your five best friends and I'll show you your wealth. You know, it's accumulation of all your five best friends. Right. It's the same thing. Find two or three critics and of those people, you will be able to tell you how successful you actually are or will be based mm-hmm. on those you keep around you and you keep that's the main six points. What's interesting to me, too, is we have a little bit of a challenge for everybody. I'm going to read through these one more time. Number one, clarify your values, what matters to you most. Number two, develop a daily self-awareness habit. How can I become smarter or more self-aware today? Number three, move from introspection, asking yourself the why question, to action questions, meaning the what questions as you reflect. What can I do to learn more or move forward from here? Number four, ask for feedback and prepare to listen carefully. How can I become a better leader? Number five, improve your humility or be more humble, making it safer for others to provide you with honest feedback. How can I minimize the power gradient effect of my leadership? And lastly, cultivate a small number of quote unquote loving critics and enlist your help. Who are your loving critics? And we have a challenge for you to keep everybody listening accountable as well. I want you to choose two of the six strategies and determine specifically how you'll honor them daily and get going to build a new compounding habit to become more self-aware. And you can do that by accessing blackhillsinfluence.com. Yes, everybody, it is exciting. We have a website that is live. You can go on there. You can hit all of our episodes that we have recorded. You can check out old episodes. You can subscribe. You can even email us. You can do the thing that we're really excited about, leaving us a voicemail. So here's to up that challenge. Find two of those strategies and leave us a voicemail with that. And Of what your two strategies are. Yes. And how you're going to do them. Brilliant. I'd love it. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where we're going to take your guys' voicemails uh, and actually play them here on the podcast. We'll take out your name. We'll take out any identifying information. But we're going to have we're going to have probably a monthly Q and A show episode where you folks we answer some of these questions. Are going to, we're going to answer some of your questions, whether it be, "Hey, I'm in this tough situation at work. What should I do?" And we'll give you our opinion based on that. Hey, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, Z. What are you guys' opinion on it? And we're gonna we're gonna start from there. It's the gonna voice, be great. The voicemail thing is super exciting. It was a great feature to add to the website when I saw it. I think it's just gonna be really fun. And we're gonna do a couple giveaways here coming up in the next week or so. We're gonna give away some great leadership books. We're gonna give away some merch. Merch, uh, merch, the, merch. The merch store. I've had a lot of people asking for hats and stickers put on their cars and water bottles and laptops and whatever else the case may be. But we're really excited. Things are moving here on our end, and we really appreciate you guys listening. We are, I'm dumbfounded by the amount of people that listen um, and just the feedback we get from every single episode. We love it. Yeah, I am absolutely elated by how much feedback that we've actually been getting and just interaction completely. It's it's overwhelming, and thank you so much to 
to everyone that's listening. Thank you for sharing us with your friends. Please continue to do that. Also subscribe, share this with your friends. We love it. As usual, any questions you guys might have, you can reach out to us on the website, blackhillsinfluence.com. Shoot us a voicemail or a message right on there. Or as normal, you can get a hold of us right on the Facebook page as well, Black Hills Influence Podcast. And we look forward to chatting with you guys soon. Have a great rest of your week. See ya. Thank you.